Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, it's Motivational Friday, Freedom Friday, you know, and me personally, thank God it's Friday. (laughs) I've been so tired this week, you know, doing a lot of running around, but you know, God is good, God is wonderful, you know, and We have to just praise him and give him the glory and the honor at all times because he is in control and he's making a way for every single one of us. We are in 2 Samuel 19. All right, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, I just thank you for this day that you have given us, for this hour that you have given us, that we can come together, O Lord God, and just Share of your word. Let it be you and not us. Father, speak to our hearts, Lord God. I pray, O Lord, for everyone, Father God, that you would just meet them where they're at. I thank you in advance what you're going to be doing and what you are doing, Father. And I thank you for the victory because we have that victory already through Christ Jesus. Thank you for this time, Father. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to. Some of us need it more than others this morning. But you know, God is good. My lovely Sandra is reading this morning. Okay, good morning. I'm reading out of the NIV version, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 19, starting with verse 1. says, Joab was told, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. And for that day, the troops heard it said, The king is grieving for his son. The men stole into the city that day as men still in who are ashamed when they flee from battle. The king covered his face and cried aloud, Oh, my son, Absalom. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Then Joab went into the house to the king and said, Today you have humiliated all your men. You have just saved your life and the lives of your sons and daughters, and the lives of your wives and concubines. You love those who hate you and hate those who love you. You have made it clear today that the commanders and their men mean nothing to you. I see that you would be pleased if Absalom were alive today and all of us were dead. Now go out and encourage your men. I swear by the Lord that if you do not go out, not a man will be left with you by nightfall. This will be worse for you than all the calamities that have come upon you from your youth till now. So the king got up and took his seat in the gateway. When the men were told the king is sitting in the gateway, they all came before him. Meanwhile, the Israelites had fled to their homes. Throughout the tribes of Israel, the people were all arguing with each other, saying, The king delivered us from the hand of our enemies. He is the one who rescued us from the hand of the Philistines. But now he has fled the country because of Absalom. And and Absalom 
whom we anointed to rule over us has died in battle. So why do you say nothing about bringing the king back? King David sent this message to Zadok and Abathar, the priests. Ask the elders of Judah, why should you be the last to bring the king back to his palace, since what is being said throughout Israel has reached the king at his quarters? You are my brothers, my own flesh and blood, so why should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, are you not my own flesh and blood? May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if from now on you are not the commander of my army in place of Joab. He won over the hearts of all the men of Judah as though they were one man. They sent word to the king, return you and all your men. Then the king returned and went as far as the Jordan. Now the men of Judah had come to Gilgal to go out and meet the king and bring him across the Jordan. Shimi, son of Jerah, the Benjamite from Baharim, hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. With him were a thousand Benjamites, along with Ziba, the steward of Saul's household, and his 15 sons and 20 servants. They rushed to the Jordan where the king was. They crossed at the ford to take the king's household over and do whatever he wished. When Shema, son of Jerah, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king and said to him, May my Lord not hold me guilty. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day of my Lord, the king, the king left, excuse me, the day my Lord, the king left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. For I, your servant, know I have sinned. But today I have come here at the first of the whole house of Joseph to come down and meet my Lord, the king. Then Abishai, son of Zariah, said, Shouldn't Shimi be put to death for this? He cursed the Lord's anointed. David replied, What do you and I have in common? You sons of Zariah, this day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimi, You shall not die. And the king promised him on oath. Methaboseth, Saul's grandson, also went to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he returned safely. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Why didn't you go with me, Methaboseth? He said, My lord, the king, since I, your servant, am, am lame, I said, I will have my donkey saddled and I will ride on it so I can go with the king. But Ziba, my servant, betrayed me and he has slandered your servant to my lord, the king. My lord, the king is like an angel of God. So do whatever pleases you. All my grandfather's descendants deserved nothing but death from the lord, from my lord, the king. But you gave your servant a place among those who eat at your table. So what right do I have to make any more appeals to the king? The king said to him, why say more? I order you and Ziba to divide the fields. Mephiboseth said to the king, let him take everything. Now that my lord, the king has arrived home safely. Barzillai, the Gil- Gileadite, also came down from Rogalim 
to cross the Jordan with the king and to send him on his way from there. Now, Barzillia was very old, a very old man, 80 years of age. He had provided for the king during this stay in in Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem, and I will provide for you. But Barzillai answered the king, how many more years will I live that I should go to Jerusalem with the king? I'm now 80 years old. Can I tell the difference between what is good and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? Can I still hear the voices of men and women singers? Why should your servant be added, be an added burden to the Lord, to my Lord, the King? Your servant will uh, cross over the Jordan with the King for a short distance. But why should the King reward me in this way? Let your servant return that I may die in my own town near the tomb of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Kimham. Let him cross over with with my lord, the king. Do for him whatever pleases you. The king said, Kimham shall cross over with me, and I will do for him whatever pleases you. And anything you desire from me, I will do for you. So all the people crossed the Jordan, and the king crossed over, The king kissed Barzillai and gave him his blessing, and Barzillai returned to his home. When the king crossed over to Gilgal, Kimham crossed with him. All the troops of Judah and half the troops of Israel had taken the king over. Soon all the men of Israel were coming to the king and saying to him, Why did our brothers, the men of Judah, steal the king away and bring him and his household across the Jordan together with all his men? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, We did this because the king is closely related to us. Why are you angry about it? Have we eaten any of the king's provisions? Have we taken anything for ourselves? Then the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, and besides, we have a greater claim on David than you have. So why do you treat us with contempt? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the men of Judah responded even more harshly, than the men of Israel. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Sandra. Wow, wow, wow. You know, so much is going on in this particular chapter. So many different situations, so many different conflicts with different individuals, you know. And it's, so it just reminds me, you know, of storms, you know. And 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 when storms hit, you know, they, they normally bring... Uh, destruction that normally affect everyone you know when the storms hits in life you know our emotions are affected you know and we may feel differently about different things and I know around around here when they say that a storm is coming you know the you go to the market you cannot find milk you cannot find eggs you know in the winter time they say a storm is coming you cannot find no shovels you cannot find no ice melt everybody's going crazy you know because of the storms because and then after the storm, you know, it's a process of cleanup, you know, so to make sure that everything is fine, you know, because I know when there's a storm, normally I walk around my property to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. So there's a time of, of, of cleanup. And in this chapter, you know, we see how this affected King David, you know, uh, King and with the battle and, and especially with the death of his son, because there was a civil war going on between Absalom and, and King David, you know, the, the Absalom wanted to become the king. So there was there was conflict, 
There was a battle taking place. You know, Absalom was, was always doing what he wanted to do because he felt more superior, you know, and then in the midst of the battle, you know, he's killed and David, you know, he weeps over him. Back in 2 Samuel 18, in the end, it says David loved his son, that even after he tried to take the kingdom from him, he said in 2 Samuel 18, if only I had died in your place. He, he, he was saying, if my son would only be alive. And I, so that's telling me about the love that he had for his son. You know, and uh, and so now we get right into 19 and I'm not going to go through the whole 19. It's too much information in there. But let me just touch on a the, the, uh, the, uh, few verses here. And uh, verse one, it says, and when Joab was told, behold, the king was weeping and mourning for Absalom. You know, so here we had a battle here. We had we had a victory. You know, King David's uh, army were, were victorious, were victorious. So here, you know, after the battle, you know, you normally come in marching, you normally there's a parade going on, there's celebration going on, especially, especially uh, after you had the victory, because you want to celebrate that, you want to celebrate that. But in this particular situation, in verse two, it says, so the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people heard and said that day. The king is grieved for his son. The king was grieved for his son. The people said to themselves, how can I celebrate when our leader is weeping? How can we celebrate while he is over there having a hard time? This shows basically the human side of, of David, you know, that, that even though, you know, he was the king, you know, but he, but he allowed the situation to get the best of him at this moment. You know, he was reacting to this moment of this news. And, and, and scripture itself, you know, there is a time for everything. There is a time. And, and Ecclesiastes 3, 1, 1 through 7, it says to everything, there is a, a season, a time for every purpose on the heaven. You know, and, and it's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plan, a time to plug out. You know, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep. Come on. A time to weep and a time to laugh, you know, uh, a, a time to, to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, you know, a time to tear and a time to sow. You know, so it's a time for everything and for everything. So for me, you know, you know, what the king was doing, he was weeping. But as a leader, as a leader, you know, he had to be careful because there were those that were watching. There were those that were around him. And we cannot allow ourselves, you know, to to lose it to the point, you know, that is affecting other people affecting other people because they were affected. They were affected because he says, he says in, uh, in 2 Samuel 19, verse 3, and the people, you know, the people strolled back into the city that day as the people uh, that are ashamed, you know, uh, and at last they were fleeing from the battle. In other words, they were coming back into the city instead of saying, praise the Lord, we won, yeah. 
you know, we're moving forward. King David, you know, has been established. They came down as a defeated army because of the what they have heard. The king was crying because look what it says in verse four. It says, but the king covered his face, you know, and the king cried with a loud voice. It was obvious that he was crying. It was obvious that they were hearing him. And he was saying, oh, my son, Absalom, oh, my son, Absalom, oh, my son, Absalom, you know, so he made it an open, open, open act of his, you know, sorrow for him, you know, so this, this made the people, you know, creep back quietly, you know, there was no shearing, there was no, 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 no praising, they they were, they felt like they were defeated, why did they feel this way, why, because their leader, you know, you know, the leader, you know, he, he was, he was showing all this emotion. So me, as, as, a, as a man in the military, I know that if I go in and do a mission, when I come back home, you know, and I see, and I see the, the people that are waiting for us, as we, as we touch down, you know, that airplane with all those soldiers and we're returning home, you know, and I've been through that, you know, and, and we come home, we land that, we, we, we just want to get off that airplane and, you, and, and we want to meet the people and the people are just cheering us back home. This was not the case. This was not the case because of, of, of King David's, you know, actions to the situation that he was weeping and crying and pretty much he was out of control, out of control. And, and we need to be, like I said earlier, we need to be careful those that are watching us, we need to be careful because we can affect them. We can affect. I remember a couple of times me coming home when that's so good news. You know, I came home feeling defeated. I came home when I lost uh, my job as a supervisor, you know, and, and all of a sudden I'm unemployed. I'm unemployed. And I came home and I was heartbroken. And I, so I came home and, and, I, and there comes Jason, there comes Matthew. That time they were little. They were really little. You know, they come, oh, daddy, 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 you know, and, and all that. And I, and I, and here I'm, I'm all broken. I'm all broken because I lost something. I lost something. And, um, and I remember just, just hugging them and playing with them. And then in private, I went with my wife in private. I went with my wife and I shared the information and she consulted me, you know, and, 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 and she embraced me and she, and she said those words, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. You know, but we did it in private because I didn't want my actions to affect my family. You know, but here, David, he was being opened by it because look what in verse five, uh, Joab came uh, into the house and said to the king, today you have disgraced your servants. You know, look at the words that he's using. Disgrace your servants, you know, and 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 that saved your life and not only your life, but the life of your sons, your daughter, your wives and your concubines. He threw all that out there to the king. You know, he's with the people have saved your life. They went out there, they put their life on the line, and this is how you're gonna be acting when they're coming back as their king, you know. And in verse six, it says, and in that, you know, in that you love your enemies and hate your friends. Look what he said. <laughs> so he's like, because he loved Absalom, and at that point, Absalom was his enemy, but he said, But you love your enemies. You know, and 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 said today, I perceive that Absalom. You know, if he you prefer for him to live, than all of us, and that will probably make you happy. 
So they, he threw everything at King. Now, don't forget that Joab, he always had an ulterior motive. Joab was always looking after himself. Joab was, was thinking always of himself, number one, number one. You know, and, but, and not the, so much for the king, but the king was going to meet his needs. So, you know, he was losing, you know, uh, King David at this point, you know, he was losing the favoritism of the people because of his actions, because of, of, of his weeping, you know. And, and yes, we go through trials. We go through difficulties. We go through situations. Man, man this, time, this time is flying. Look at that. Man, sometimes, you know, our grief, sometimes our grief, uh, uh, our disappointment, our sorrow and mourning, you know, could shadow or hide what the Lord could do for us, you know, that, that what the Lord is trying to show us through us in our walk with him. Because when we walk, we walk in this walk in, uh, as a Christians, you know, we are learning things every day. And a lot of times, you know, situations come up and we need to learn something from this situation. We need to know, we need to learn what, the, what is God trying to show us? What is going on? What's behind all this? You know, and in time, yeah, we will know. In time, we will know. You know, so we may have a lot of questions. And who doesn't have questions today? Come on, who doesn't? Have, <laughs> we have a lot of questions going on in our in our in our mind. You know, and with the, some of the questions that we may have, you know, what about our future? You know, what's going to happen with my family? You know, my job. What's what's going on there? Our spouses. What's going on there with our relationship? Our children. We have issues with our health. You know, our finances, those that are retired, how, how I'm going to retire, when I'm going to retire, am I going to be able to sustain myself, our education, and even our churches. We all have all kinds of questions that is going on and so on, you know. And sometimes, you know, we face all these uncertainties, you know, our country, you know, going down the wrong path, you know, you know that we are being taught, you know, Pretty much through the media and through everything else, we we try they're trying to teach us how to think, how to talk, what to believe in, you know. And sometimes, you know, we don't know what to do, we don't know what to say, we don't know what's ahead. But you know, all that, all that, you know, it's it's hard times, and in that all that can cause us, you know, to weep. All that can cause us to lose our focus. All that can cause us to do that, you know. And especially today, especially today, that when we when we when we see our brothers and sisters around the world, and especially in Jerusalem and, and Israel, you know, what they're going through, what they're facing. You know what? What they're facing is nothing that we're facing here. Yeah, we're having a hard time over here too, but what are they facing over there? You know, they're being bombarded. They're being attacked. You know, they're being burned out. All this has taken place within this last week, you know, yet we have been protected. We have been protected, you know, and we're here this morning. So that alone right there says, you know, we have a lot to be grateful for, you know, because we still have this freedom, you know, and in the Lord, you know. So we need to make sure that we face the situations, but not let the situations control us. You know why? Because God is in control. God is in control. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, and I was reading that this morning, and and. It, and, and, you know, and it talks about temptation, but it's also, you know, a situation that comes up and we have to make a decision. It says, no temptation has over, overtaken you except such that is common to men. But God is faithful. All those words alone, but God is faithful. 
God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to. And with the temptation, he will make a way of escape, of escape so that you may be able to bear it. So whatever it is that we're going through, you know, we need to continue to focus on the Lord. You know, what this tells me is that we need, you know, that we're going to and we're going to fight, you know, and we're going to wrestle against the enemy. But God will always empower us to overcome this temptation, to overcome the battle, to overcome this grief, to overcome the sorrow that we got going through. Why? Because he is faithful. He is faithful. And if you get anything today, he is faithful. He has not forsaken us. He has not abandoned us. He has not left us. But he is faithful and he's reaching out to you this morning, telling you, I am with you. You know, we can, you know, we can do the impossible if we just trust the Lord. Have faith with what he already has said. Have faith with what he already has said, because he already says, you know, that he will not allow us to go through something that we cannot handle. So whatever it is that we're going through, whatever storm is that we're going through, you know, God is saying, I'm going to take you through. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to provide for you because I am faithful. I am faithful. That's what the Lord is telling us. And look at James, James uh, 1, uh, 12, you know, through 14. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which is his promise to those that love him. So God has already given us a promise, you know, of the crown of life. He says, when you go through this, when you go through this, I am with you and I will keep you if you continue to trust in me. So I'm, I'm asking you this morning, trust the Lord. Trust in him only. Turn to him. Pray. Pray for your, for your family. Pray for this nation. Pray for Israel because God is in control. Just because things seem to be impossible does not mean that they are impossible because with God, all things are possible. You know, it says in, and in verse uh, James again, 14, it says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. In other words, you know, a lot of times when we go through the storms and this temptation, you know, and, and, and we can blame and we can point, but sometimes it's ourselves. So we got to make sure that we keep ourselves in check. Come on. You know how it is. You know, you're driving down the road. Somebody cuts you. What's the first? Cuts you off in the road. What's the first thing you want to do? Ah! You know, you say, oh, that dumb guy. Oh, that, <laughs> you know, some of us probably go, can I get you? You know, if we go through this and, and, and that's life. Well, you know, but we have to make sure that we are careful because if we go in like this, through a, you know, because that moment and we have a sticker that says future church in the back and they pass us up and they say, oh, you know, the temptation, the temptation won that day. That temptation won that day. You didn't control yourselves, you know, and that's why we need to make sure that we keep ourselves in check, just like David needed to keep himself in check. Yes, he loved his son, but yet again, 
He had all these people that were believing and trusting in him. And I was looking up to him. And he was acting like he lost the war. He was acting like they didn't mean anything, you know, because of his action. Again, I'm going to tell you this morning in Isaiah 54, 17. Isaiah 54, 17, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises up against you in judgment. Look at every tongue that rises up in judgment. That means if you feel somebody's talking about you, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God got this. God has this. He said, and every tongue that is raised up against you in judgment, he says, you, the Lord, not you, but the Lord, the Lord shall condemn. He's the one that's going to condemn. And he says that this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You and I are servants of the Lord. You know, we have this heritage. And he said, look what he said, look what he said. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me. That's the Lord is saying that our righteousness is from him, saith the Lord. So the Lord is calling you righteous this morning. My brothers and sisters, I just want to encourage you that you are not what everybody else may be saying about you, but you are a servant of the Lord. You are his sons and his daughters, and he calls you righteous. That alone will make me want to do the dance of joy. That alone man, will make me raise my hands and, and, you know, and, and, and praise God because he calls me righteous. And that is my inheritance. That is your inheritance. That is a blessing of God. So God is in control my brothers and sisters you know my 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 my, my wife you know that perfect verse right there psalms 46 10 uh you know uh you know be still and know that i am god that's my wife's favorite verse yes that's we even have it in our bedroom and a plaque you know be still and know that i am god you know and and, and because a lot of times we need to stop we need when we start going crazy like David, David was mourning. David was going crazy. David was crying. He was weeping, and he let everybody know. Was that the right action for him to be doing? I don't think so. I, I think that he should have controlled himself to the bit that, yeah, my son is dead, but what's the big picture here? What I'm not supposed to be doing, you know? And then, you know, because it says, you know, Scripture says that when you when you pray. You pray in private. When you go before the Lord, you do that. You want to complain? You do that in private. Nobody needs to see you, you know. And 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 that's you know, and that's the way that we're supposed to be doing. That's found in Matthew six six, you know, because he says, "But when you pray, go into your go into your room, and when you have shut the door, in other words, you do this in private. When you have shut the door, you know, pray to your Father, who is in secret." place and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly so you see so when we go to the father and we pray and we and we bring our complaints come on we come on we bring our complaints i got complaints i got issues you know pastor brendan is always going like this that's me that's talking about me you know but when we go into that secret place and we go before him and say lord i messed up lord i, I done wrong lord forgive me for thinking this way you know and we lay it all out there in secret you know, he will reward me on the open, openly. And, that, and, that, and again, Matthew 6, 6. So we have to do this, you know, how the word of the Lord is telling us to do, you know. And, and, and again, and again, 
And again, Isaiah 54, 7, and no weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against you. So whatever it is that we're facing today, you know, whatever it is, God is going to take you through it. God is going to take you through it. I mean, he took David through all of this and all these other issues that he had, you know, with, with his servants, with the people, you know, that they all needed something, that they were saying, okay, well, whose king do you belong to? You belong to Judah, you belong to Jerusalem, all this, all this stuff, all, the, all this stuff, but only God can help you when we, when we have questions, but only God can help us when we don't know what to do, what, which way should we turn, you know, what should we say, what should we not say, you know, like I said earlier before, there's a time to, there's a time for everything under, under heaven, time to talk and a time to be quiet, you know, <laughs> because sometimes we might, we might get, we might lose it by talking too much, you know, and sometimes we just got to bring it back a little bit and say, okay, all right, Lord, I'm going to lay this at your altar. I'm going to surrender it to you and allow God to be God and you be yourself, you know, because we're not perfect by no means. But God will make a way for us. God will make a way. David had issues. Come on now. Because even in this verse alone, you know, we saved your, your children. We saved your daughter, your sons, your wives. You know, that's a lot of wives. And then on top of that, your concubines threw that in there. You know, and, that, and, and that pretty much that, that, that was not God's desire for, for him. You know, but yet again, God says that he had a heart after the Lord, you know, so, and God loved David and in the same way, God loves you. So I want to tell you this morning that God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And he is faithful. He is faithful to meet your needs. He is right there with you. So my brothers and sisters, as we go into the weekend, you know, and, and, and Sunday's coming time that we can get together and worship the Lord. You know, let's remember just to praise him, give him the glory, give him the honor. I just want to shout out to my to my lovely daughter, Sandra. You know, uh, I see her. I see her. I see her. And she inspires me uh, in, in church, you know, in church. She, she, you know, she doesn't have, she's, I don't see her face, but she when she worships, you know, she'll be worshiping. She'll be hollering. She'll be going, ah, you know, and I see her praising God and everything else. And I say, wow, look at her go. Look at her go. I'm probably going, oh, my back, my back, you know. <laughs> but she's just worshiping God. And that turns me on. That turns me on because I'm in the back. I'm always in the back, you know. And I, and I say, oh, Lord, I thank you that we can worship you, that she feels the freedom to worship. And when we do that, we are, we are acknowledging who the Father is, what he has done for us, and how he's going to help us and keep us, no matter what happens, no matter how hard it is, and no matter what we want to pull our hairs out, God is saying, come on, you still got this, you still got this, I'm making a way, I'm making a way, keep it together, keep it together, you know? And again, and a lot of times the Lord is just saying, just take it down a little bit, breathe in, Breathe out. Come on. You breathe in. You breathe out. And we worship him and we praise him and he sustains us. Again, I went over my time. Five minutes. Oh, my God. You know, I did it. I did it again. But, you know, God is in control. And that's what I want to say. It is difficult sometimes. It is hard sometimes. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Well, we have to learn to just surrender it to the Lord and say, Lord, I know that you go before me. 
because that's what the scripture says. The Lord goes before us. He's making our way. He says that our days are ordered by the Lord. So he has this. He has this. He has you. He has me. And that's what sustains us. That's what sustains me sometimes because sometimes I'm going like, oh, my God, what else, Lord? But then he says, okay, bring it down a little bit. Bring it down. I get myself together. I'm, just, I'm like everybody else. I got to forgive me, Lord. Ooh, I almost went there. Ooh, forgive me, Lord. And he forgives me. And he embraced me. And then I can have that intimate time with him that I can feel his presence, that I can feel that anointing. You know, that same anointing that we feel when we get together, when we worship, when we praise the Lord and, and how we worship him. You know, because our God deserves all the praise. Again, let's not forget to pray for Israel. Let's not forget to pray for our brothers and sisters. Let's not forget to pray for this nation that needs the Lord badly, you know. But yet again, we do not walk in fear. We do not walk in fear. God is in control and he is faithful. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace, your faithfulness, that you make a way where there is no way. That you turn, Father, the desert into paradise for us if you need to, Lord God. That you make the crooked road straight for us. Father God, I thank you because you are working in the secret places that we don't know nothing of, Father. And Lord, our answer is right there. Our answer sometimes is right around the corner. Help us, Father God, as we wait on you, Lord God, and as we, we, we move forward in you, Lord God, that we are going to obtain that victory so victory belongs through us through your son christ jesus so thank you for that thank you for every one of my brothers and sisters meet their needs according to your riches and glory i thank you father in jesus name amen and amen you guys have a blessed weekend come out someday let's have another time i worship and praise i'm gonna have to do my stretching this sunday so i can keep up with my lovely daughter when she goes there doing her thing. And that's where my granddaughter gets it from because my granddaughter, you know, she hears music. She already starts doing the dance of joy, you know. So God is good. God is good. Love you. I gotta go. See you guys later. God bless.